Hello and welcome back to Tells. Long Hello. time no tells, Andrew Nimi. Long time no tells. It's been a little while. How many weeks has it been? For me on the show? That's right. I forgot I wasn't uh, even a part of the show since it's been a couple of weeks as you had Sasha on, right? Yeah. And we, I, oh, we had Benton on. I guess you were on that show too. <laughs> you guess. You I guess you were there. <laughs> I have since been to South Africa and you have been to Calgary. That's right. And we've been to California and now I'm in Las Vegas and you're still in California. It's tough to keep track of, but uh, hopefully the magic of the internet will bring us together today. <laughs> What's so hard to keep track of? How long we haven't podcasted together for? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot there that you mentioned. Two, two full weeks in South Africa, home sweet home. Uh, if you ever wanted to go to South Africa, go to South Africa. That's why I tell everyone, every time I come home, come home from being home. Did you, um, did, did you love it? I always love it. What's not to love? You were very sad to leave, weren't you? I was pretty sad. I never cry at the airport. No, not never. I usually don't cry at the airport anymore because I just, you know, I know I'll go home or my mom or sister will come visit. But I cried this time. It was pretty sad. Just uh, general feelings of leaving home again? Yeah. It's I'd very difficult. People probably thought it was the first time I was leaving the country. <laughs> Maybe they thought you were leaving a boyfriend. Uh, no, like everybody, my mom and dad and my little sister were there at the airport to bid me farewell. So, yeah, I don't, you think they thought I was, they were comforting me for leaving a boyfriend? <laughs> what, uh, how often would be ideal for you to be home? Jeez, ah. Uh... If Delta could shorten the flight time, then like you, how often do you go home? Two or three times a year? Yeah. That would be great. If I could go to South Africa every four months. Um, but yeah, I think three times a year would be perfect, but twice a year would be great. But mm. those 20 hour flights are really, really difficult. Are they really that difficult? Um, the flight from Johannesburg to Atlanta is 16 hours. Yeah. So, yeah, at hour nine. Yeah, it's difficult. It is. Yeah, but aren't, aren't we being a little bit dramatic with that stuff? I mean, we're just kind of like chilling. You can walk You, you can walk around the, the, the cabin a little bit. You can watch like all the movies your heart desires. They feed you multiple times. What's so, what's so difficult? You're still stuck in a vessel. The the guys the guy uh, did that prop, but he was you know stuck in his dark bathroom for like twenty days straight or something. This is only like not even a day. Yeah, but you're on the ground. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if that has any merit at all. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's a long it's a long trip, but uh, I think not that big of a deal if it means going home. Could you see yourself moving back to South Africa to live forever? Hmm. Forever? Uh, 
or for like a long time, for like 10 years at least? Oh, I don't know. I think I would have to have a choice to leave when I wanted to. So no, I don't think so. Uh, the, you know, I just live for the internet and the internet, we went to a, my sister and I went to exclusive box to go and work and there was no internet in a bookstore. We were just like, what? Yeah. So no. Um, yeah, it's pretty I tough. Know, to maybe if I internet. became a, what? Yeah. It's pretty tough to live without the internet. Maybe if I became a gardener or something where I didn't need the internet, then yes, I could see myself living in South Africa. The weather is perfect. Um, you could be a shark cage diver person host. Uh, no, I've never wanted to do that at all. So no, no, thank you. What about a safari guide? Hell no. Out in the sun every single day like that? No, sir. I don't think so. Think about think about the tan you would get. Mm, no, that's a no. Okay. <laughs> would you do that? Um, I don't know if I'm like the most outdoorsy person to where I would want to do it like for my life. I like yeah. going on the safari. Yeah, like, and who doesn't like going outside? But having to be there every day. I like having... I like having the guide set up the table for lunch while we're on the safari <laughs> and pour me a gin and tonic. <laughs> yeah, that's as much outdoorsiness as you like. Yeah. But yeah, I did not go on safari while I was in South Africa. Um, I just hung out in Johannesburg mm -hmm. and visited with friends, visited family. And I usually leave. So as soon as I get to Johannesburg, I usually am, you know, planning the trip to Durban, which is on the Indian Ocean and or Cape Town, which is on the Atlantic. So it is good to just be in one place sometimes, you know, just uh, it made the trip go a little bit slower, which was good. I got to see a, little, a few more people. And yeah, I got no work done because of load shedding, which is, uh, what is it? A corruption problem? <laughs> I don't know what the problem is. I can't believe it's not solved yet, to be honest with you, but uh, it's an infrastructure problem where a lot of people moved to Johannesburg that so many that the power grid couldn't keep up with uh, the pace. And now they have to unload some of the 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 power demands so that the whole thing doesn't collapse from certain times in certain areas right i mean it's okay when you are just about to go to bed or you're out with friends because the bank terminal still works so you can still pay your bill uh at lunch and it's only a problem if you have to work but if you don't have to work there's no problem with load shedding, really. Okay. Unless so you're stuck in possible, traffic. Possible retirement then. Yeah. And, you know, you can share electricity with your friends. No no big deal. How much did you miss me? Let's get to the important part. <laughs> uh, a lot. I missed you a lot. But yeah. I also felt a lot less pressure because 
uh, I didn't have to show anybody anything new. Do you know? Like sometimes I feel you need to experience more of Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I want to like take you to new restaurants and that sort of thing. But I just went to the places that I love to go to and a couple of new places, but it wasn't like this constant, okay, what are we going to do today? Like sometimes I just sat on the balcony, drank my tea for a long, long time and it was kind of nice, but I did miss you a lot. Yeah. Did you, you probably missed, you know, like waking up at home in your bed and having me bring you breakfast in bed with a rose. Uh, I did miss that imaginary life of me waking up in bed and you bringing me breakfast with an imaginary rose. Yes, (laughs) I did. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. That's never happened, not one time. (laughs) Not even in your imaginary life? Only in my imagination. Only Uh, in my dreams. (laughs) Interesting. We had some romance recently, though. Some romance on the beach? Yeah, we got got three, three days of getaway time. In Laguna Beach, just to just to get away from it all. We did. We were uh, posted on the beach from last Wednesday, Thursday. Wednesday. Well, I guess we arrived Thursday evening. Evening Wednesday. Hung out on the beach Thursday, Friday. Drove over to LA on Saturday. A friend of mine asked me how we do it. She said she doesn't know how we do it because I told her that when I got back from South Africa, we had lunch together, and then turned around and took you to the airport for your flight to Calgary. Right. So I saw you for two hours over three weeks, I guess, give or take. And she was asking, how do we do it? Yeah. How do we do it? Well, I don't think that that, I don't think that either of us found that exact situation, all that perfect or desirable in any, in any shape or form. What do you think? Very desirable. Oh yeah. You wanted, (laughs) you wanted the apartment to yourself? (laughs) <laughs> it just happened. Yeah. Uh, but you're also gone a lot. I think she's asking just the general. Right. I how think, we deal with being apart. Yeah. Which I also don't think is all that ideal either, but I think we just sort of do it. And for me, it's like, there's only like two things I really want to be doing it's working and building a life with you. And so both, even when I'm traveling, I'm still sort of doing both of those things because they go hand in hand. So I think that like, if I have gig somewhere, meetup game somewhere, or, uh, you know, promotion with 888 in Calgary, it's all tied into creating a life. And, you know, um, even though a lot of it is very solo operation, a lot of it is also we're working on it together and hopefully it creates a better life for us together in the end. But uh, yeah, I don't think it's like an ideal situation. So it's just like a hope that it creates a better life. What if it doesn't? Would you still Mm -hmm. be happy with the way that we lived our life? Because there's no guarantees, right? No, there's definitely no guarantees. Um, I think you sort of do things where you think the growth will be professionally. And yeah, I mean, you're, you're hoping for the best. It could be a giant waste of time. And then we're back at square one, I guess. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess we're just sort of like doing the best with what you have. What would be the ideal situation for you? 
um, we make videos around dating in Las Vegas and <laughs> you work on them. I work on them. We built, we make them together and we do everything together. You want to be together 24 seven? I guess I could still like play poker sometimes. Yeah. I think it's, you want it, like you think you want that, but if we were together all the time, it's just too much room for bickering because you're together all the time. I think it's nice to have time uh, and enough bandwidth to talk about important things and check in with each other, make sure you're still on the same path or, you know, you're still connected. But I don't think you have to be together all the time. I think then you just start nit nitpicking at the other person. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> uh I mean, I guess so. I mean, it's going to happen, like, regardless. Like, I think we can maybe nitpick at each other even when we're traveling and stuff. Yeah, but there's so much less time to do that because the time that we are together is so limited mm -hmm. that you don't want to waste it on dumb shit. But if you have all the time together, then it's like, I don't yeah, know. I think the really human brain is, like, weird and novelty is good for the human brain and so if you just give it the same all the time then it just will create problems even if there's no problems yeah, i don't know maybe sure. it's just me i just i just know that you're uh pretty cute and i'd like to be around that cuteness more often oh you're cute i want to be around your cuteness more often thanks baby but yeah, I, I think I could. I think I could go for an uptick in things that we're working on together. But I say that now without having a ton of experience. Like, because when I, even though we're working on business together, a lot of the things that we do aren't like collaborating. Because like the videos are sort of like one man production. The design of the favorable apparel is kind of a one woman production. Um, we come together occasionally on some ideas and discussions, but as far as that stuff goes, it's not like you're in my shot and stuff and I'm directing you or you're directing me or whatever. So there's not a lot of, uh, experience exactly in that sort of situation, but I don't know. It sounds fun to me. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll have to find out. I think it will just be an adjustment. So but we'll be together tomorrow, right? Forever. Yeah. Forever <laughs> and ever. Until I go to run at Brino, but yeah. Yeah, what, like five days and then he's gone again. So anyway, um, a lot has happened in the time that we have been South Africa, etc. You were in Calgary running a stream for uh, what, four days? How was that? Um, it was a little bit stressful, I would say, um, just because I'm new to this and because I wasn't quite aware of what the necessities would be as far as like internet goes and streaming. And, um, so as a result, there was like, you know, some stream drops during the, uh, the whole, uh, the whole show that was happening in Calgary, but we did get four days of streaming and did like a home game kind of a thing. Can't really call it a meetup game per se because 
my uh, meetup game co-host wasn't there, so it wasn't officially on brand. But uh, did a did a little uh, international uh, home game of sorts online. And got ninety people in there, and that was cool. And what else? Got to hang out with Kevin Martin. Good guy, that Kevin Martin. Yeah, he's got great hair, that Kevin Martin. He sure does. It's not going all gray like mine is. Ah, do you feel bad about that? I think it looks cute. Oh yeah, it's getting it's getting very d- disturbing. Really? Do you feel old? Yes. I'm starting to feel older. Why? You always have someone who's like five years older than you in your <laughs> life. I know, but it doesn't stop you from feeling the the aging. But how I feel old is just caring less, if that makes sense. So especially about like external opinion. That's how I know I'm getting old. I just like maybe look at my outfit and I'm just like, mm, yeah, whatever. That's how I know. Don't worry. I will be there to tell you that those mom jeans are not going to work. <laughs> Thanks. That's nice. Says the person who just um, wears blue jeans and a blue shirt like 99% of the time. <laughs> yeah, but it at least has to fit well, those blue jeans and that blue shirt. Oh, does it? The last time you were wearing those old, old Levi's of yours that were completely straight leg and not very they flattering. Weren't, they weren't that bad. Ah, uh, yes, they were. They were very bad. I don't, know what, I don't know what the deal is. You'll have to point point out what exactly is wrong with those jeans. But uh, yeah, yeah I was, uh, Brad took a video of me, a behind the scenes video of me when I was in a big hand and um, I could I could see myself from a different angle that I don't normally see. And like, yeah, man, that gray hair, it's, it's real. It's happening. I think it's going to look beautiful, so it's fine. Well, it's already here, so I don't know about going to. So either it does look <laughs> I know, beautiful I mean, or as, it looks As, as more, more of it keeps coming in, I think it'll be great. It's already here. It's all, it's all silver. Okay, let's not say there's going to be more. This is as much gray hair as you're going to have. Okay. <laughs> How would you like to do more of these meetup games? What are your thoughts on streaming? I mean, it's a long time. I watched a little bit of your stream but i don't know how people talk to themselves for eight hours a day yeah i don't i don't mind it uh like the the audience is there and they're going to provide some questions and discussion points and things they want to chat about so they are there and then the poker is also there and you can talk about that a little bit but uh yeah it's not my strong suit i wouldn't say and if if we do it again i think it would just like to i would like to make it more focused on the the home game the meetup game aspect of it and maybe like a day of grinding but i don't think we need three days of grinding for the one day of meetup game home game whatever you want to call it thing so that would be my approach to it next time which i do think it would be fun to do again um because it's awesome just to be able to utilize online poker as a way to actually interact with people in all these different locations that people can't come to a meetup game. We can't bring the meetup games to everywhere. Um, so that part's pretty dope. I think I did find myself experiencing like a level of anxiety because right after that, I went and played a session of PLO that I made a vlog about, and I don't really know what I'm doing so much in PLO. Uh, definitely not as much as no limit hold'em. And like, I put that, I did that right after I did this four days of streaming. And the streaming thing is something else that I'm not like an expert at by any means. And so it was like a 
a lot of poker playing and content creation about things that I'm just not like super comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And I don't know to like do things that are like back to back outside your comfort zone and like two different things. I don't know. I just, I find myself questioning whether I'm doing it right, doing this thing right, or if I should just be doubling, tripling down on no limit holding vlogs with like a touch of lifestyle stuff uh, or what I should do. So what should I do? Um, I don't know if you have the answer. Actually, I was just kind of kidding around by asking you what I should do. Um, why do you think I wouldn't have the answer? I have the answer to all of life. That's true. You do solve most of my, all my problems. <laughs> so what did your anxiety look like? Is it like physical hard racing type thing or what's going on? I have this bad habit where I like bite the inside of my cheek. <laughs> I, was, I was doing that thing. Um, just like a lot of mind, a lot of things going through my mind, you know, like when you're going to sleep at night and just double guessing your actions and, and whatnot. Something that I've, uh, I don't know what the right word is, but I uh, think that Brad Owen has done really well on his channel is that he sort of just does the thing that he's sort of known for doing. It doesn't really like stray from that too much, which I don't know if it's like the correct way of doing it, but it seems to be working out for him because, you know, he just, he captures the hands. He goes home and he does voiceovers over him. He gets like a little bit of B-roll, but he fast, he literally like fast forwards through it in his videos. And so he's just, you know, he's a poker vlogger and he plays live poker. He's not out there like dabbling in online poker streams and playing PLO and wandering around town talking about restaurants or bars or whatever. (laughs) But we're all different, right? And I think there's an audience for different things or different ways of presenting uh, similar content, no? Yeah. I mean, I do think that you have to be taking some risks here and there in order to find new things, find new directions, find interesting things. And starting the vlog was a massive change in direction. So we wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for that sort of sense of adventure or trying new things or whatever. Right. But I don't know. I think just doing them like back to back, like the streaming thing and the PLO video and all that stuff all at once. Nerve wracking. Is your anxiety lower now? Uh, yeah, it feels pretty good. I mean, we're back here in LA doing a meetup game, uh, No Limit Hold'em. And I had a good session the other night. So that always helps, of course. You know, when you book a win, you feel like, oh, yeah, I'm a genius. I know exactly what I'm doing. Um, and then we're going to play, you know, the actual meetup game t- is tonight. So that should be pretty good. First one in L.A. So did the winning poker vlogger of the year, second time in a row, uh, help with your anxiety? Um, or does it cause more anxiety? Congratulations, by the way, officially it, with my babe. voice. Thanks, love. Uh, you know, you're you're a part of this award. This isn't just for me. This is for you, too. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about that. I think it's cute, but the truth is it's not true. You know, like it's cute and it's really sweet that you think that. But I couldn't go 
apply for a job and be like, I am part of Poker Vlogger of the Year Award. It's ridiculous. Like, it's your award. It's got your name on it. Yeah, but as long as you don't divorce me, you'll be able to uh, benefit from this too. How do I benefit from it? By hanging around someone who's cool enough to have three of these now. <laughs> I mean, it's really sweet, but I don't think it's necessary. Most people like have some sort of support structure, hopefully, that are uh, successful in whatever regard, even if it's like, you know, even if you're just by yourself and your assistant. Um, but it doesn't really, I don't think it, it makes that much of a difference in like my life to be like, oh my God, I am, you know, I, it's not, it's really not my award though. And I want you to enjoy it as like, this is what I've done. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to like spread out your award. Yeah. But I mean, like I get that it's like, uh, earlier I said like a one man production, like I'm doing the actual filming, the, the monologues and the editing. But, uh, there's, you know, that there's like so many times where I ask you for help or for advice and, uh, just making sure that we're doing things that are going to be beneficial to both me and us. And there's just so much more that goes into, this this life than the actual production like the nuts and bolts of the 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 editing timeline especially if we ever do decide to make um content together that like we talked about before then it's like validation for i don't know if it's like the style of it or just the amount of work that goes into it and knowing what it takes and uh yeah, I don't know. I think you're more of a part of it than you're willing to give yourself credit for, for sure. I just think that you should bask in the glory of your third poker award without feeling the need to like share it. <laughs> I mean, I get all the, uh, they put my name in all the articles when they do the write-ups about the awards. They don't put your name in there, so... Yeah, because it's your award. But did you say that the poker award makes you feel less anxious? Does it validate all the anxiousness that you experience during the the creation process? Um, It depends how deeply you want to think about it. Um, If you don't want to think about it too deeply, then yeah, it's cool. It's cool because like, especially as a cash game player, I'm sure I mentioned this before, uh, it's nice to have something to put on the mantle. Um, because you know the trophies that tournament players accrue those are things that they can always say hey i won that tournament so it's nice to have these things you know a physical representation or whatever then again like you know these awards they're always going to be flawed as we saw there was many flaws this year for the awards but uh yeah i mean they're a little bit of like a industry stroking itself type of a thing so it's not like i can just bank on this award as my job is done or I did my job or whatever. Um, I think that comes from, you know, the actual audience response and like, you know, the form of DMS and comments and 
how how much uh, people are how much value people are getting out of the videos themselves. Right. And yeah, I mean, I think maybe that's what I was trying to say, right? Like this is a relationship that you've built with your audience. So Yeah, but even in that regard, people DM you about stuff. Maybe I'm just looking at it the wrong way, but it's not like a bad thing, but I think that more emphasis obviously just needs to be on you and the award and it doesn't need to be shared with me in order to be valid. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yes and no. Uh, okay. So <laughs> moral of the story, stop putting me in your acceptance speeches, which is really funny, but yeah. Nope. Sorry. You're going to have to be in it. That's part of the deal. Um, and what about this like attendance of the poker awards? Did you not go because of the flaws of the thing or did was it something else? It's a few things. You know, uh, I don't know, if, but I don't know if it'll ever be flawless. So I don't know if it really matters so much. But, uh, you know, if it was not, you know, like as soon as the awards were announced, it was just immediately people up in arms about what is this about, right? Like, this is kind of silly. But they had them last year. They had them last year, yeah. I mean, it was still kind of iffy. Maybe not quite as iffy as this year. But uh, yeah, I don't know. A couple different things. A couple different reasons. Laguna Beach sounded nice with you. I mean, somebody asked you whether you'll ever go to the awards. Do you think, Andrew Nimi, you will go to the awards? I mean, yeah, it was better than being here in Las Vegas, going out on a Friday night and then driving to California for your... Hollywood Park Casino meetup game thing because um, we actually got to see each other for more than 24 hours, which is great. Will you ever attend the awards, don a suit, Andrew Nimi, and go to the GPI awards? I guess I guess I should, uh, I guess next year I should try and represent because I don't think, uh, I don't think Brad's going to be going next year. He said, he said he's kind of over it. <laughs> um, you want me to tell you what his impressions of it were? Yes, tell me. Can I hope he doesn't mind that we're gossiping about him. But yes, tell me. What did Brad think? I think he would probably be open about it. But uh, he just felt like, you know, we're kind of, I think we're probably still like outsiders to this poker industry thing. You know, these vloggers and streamers. And that's probably part of the reason why the, those two got, those two categories in particular got so screwed up. And so he basically said that like, you know, it's, it's all these insiders in the industry there. And then the, the couple of tables for the content creators, a lot of, a lot of the streamers weren't, weren't there either. So it was basically, you know, like Brad and Johnny vibes and Marley and their dates at, at the one table. And they basically have like nothing to do with anybody else who's there. And, uh, just a lot of like disconnect between the, those sort of like the, the old school and the new school stuff. Maybe next year it'll be different. Maybe people will have a clue by then. But uh, that was his sort of sense of it. It was just kind of like an industry stroking itself kind of a thing. And it's also very like tournament focused rather than cash games. All of the mm. awards were basically about tournaments. Huh. Um, the actual poker players that were that were recognized, everything was tournament based. There was nothing about like, there was no award for, you know, like best live stream cash game, you know, like Live at the Bike or the Stones, Stones Live, stuff like that wasn't recognized at all and that's something that people are into a lot you know there's the live of the bike stream 
that happens multiple times a week. There's all these, you know, hands that happen on YouTube that people are talking about. That, you know, there's these characters that play on there. None of that stuff got recognized. There's There was a return of like super nosebleeds stakes online on party poker cash games going on that was disregarded. And so anyway, as us cash game vloggers, I guess Brad felt like <laughs> quite the outsider uh, at the awards. Maybe you should organize a mixer, have a mixer to meet these. I don't know, though. We don't know what the poker industry is going to look like, right? I think they're trying to maybe keep it the way they think it should be. And you guys are like creating a new one. I don't know. I mean, I don't think your intention, was it your intention to create sort of a new poker landscape? That sort of thing happens naturally. It doesn't necessarily need to be the goal, but it, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how to describe it. It's like, we don't really need to go back and like hold their hand into, you know, like this new poker landscape. We can just go directly to the people that want to be a part of it and the people that are into it. Um, and eventually they'll catch up. It's interesting though, because... There's a lot of people that hold awards and that sort of thing, like in high regard. So if you're talking to somebody who's views the industry differently, like awards mean something. Yeah, it's pretty funny that like someone can just create this like out of thin air. And then we are like all like interested in a part of it somehow, even though it's like someone else's random creation. And that's the same thing, though, but about being, like, upset about the categories being all fucked up. Like, you shouldn't care because it's made up anyway. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the thing is that it gets out and is seen as this, like, marker in the poker world. Not to, like, bash the the awards because it's good to recognize people who are doing things. Like, you know... uh Auntie Chardonnay won an award and I think she deserves that award because she really is, I think, the best poker journalist. I don't really know that many others, so I'm biased, which is fine. But you know what I mean? Like um, Yeah. When when yeah. we're able to have when we're able to have a platform that like gives a spotlight to someone like her, uh Sarah Herring, then that's fantastic. Like it's any excuse is a good excuse to highlight her. And a guy like Robbie Strzinski. You know, who's like yeah. in, in, more in love with poker than anybody and always talks about all the positive things in poker and, uh, you know, whatever. It's just, you know, it's all made up. But to be able to take 10 minutes to give her an award and allow her to have a speech and uh, recognize that she's a badass and like super valuable to the industry is is great. So whatever. OK, so poker vlogger award didn't change your life. But I'm really glad that you won. I even took you out for a bad pizza and <laughs> beer by the ounce. <laughs> in Laguna Beach. <laughs> Apparently not known for the pizza in Laguna Beach. <laughs> we got a couple of days. We got two days straight of running on the beach, which was all my doing and uh, very proud of us. <laughs> I'm proud of us too. I hope we continue. But and speaking of that, I should probably go and work out. I should probably go work out too. I don't know. I feel like we're a little bit rusty after not talking on microphones for so long. What I, do you actually, think? I actually think this was a lovely little conversation, to be honest with you. Yeah, but you always say that. You are so biased. 
you just love hearing my beautiful South African accent and then everything sounds better. That's true. Yeah. So I should, I'm just going to ask the listeners of Tell's podcast, please give us feedback on this episode of Tell's. If you have somebody, something that you'd like us to talk about, I personally love the conversation with Sasha. Lou, if you haven't heard it, go listen to it. And if you are a husband or wife who is trying to figure out how to balance poker and your family life, check out the podcast with Benton Blakeman. Two excellent episodes, in my opinion. Yeah, I keep getting uh, like some of the most epic feedback about your conversation with Sasha. People saying it was like incredible. Like- People amazing. Saying, people think it was incredibly motivating and just an amazing story. And she's such a badass and they want to go out there and like conquer the poker world. Just like listening to her talk on that podcast. Yes, that's great. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It'd be nice to send me that feedback so I can read it with my two eyeballs since I was on the call on the phone with her or on, on the, what online. Yeah, that, but I mean, I guess I was in the conversation, so I enjoyed it myself very much. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I thought the point of this podcast was to just sit down and talk with each other. Not to get feedback on how amazing Sasha Liu is, so I can tell her and send her DMs. Yeah, that's fair enough. I also want to try and solve people's love lives. So if anyone has any questions about their love lives, send them to me and Boosie. Get them in, people. Get them in. (laughs) Okay. Thanks so much for chatting on Tells, Andrew Nimi, and I'll see you in Las Vegas tomorrow. We'll be making out in no time. <laughs> Wait, do you want to talk about that a little bit for a quick second? About making out? Sure. Yeah, because my friends Jason and Gina were in town in Las Vegas, and the topic of the uh, the five languages, the lo- what is it, the love five love languages, whatever it's called, I I brought that up. Yeah, obviously, like physical touch is one of the five love love languages, and something about making out got brought up and my friend Gina said, you don't still make out, do you? I was like, uh, yeah, of course. (laughs) And she's like, what are you 16? I said, I feel like I am. I feel like I'm like 16. So I'm going to make out. I don't know what you're doing. So here's a question to the audience. Y'all making out? (laughs) Are y'all making out? Yeah. We want to know if you're making out. All right. All right. That's it. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Bye.